Welcome back to another episode of Backlash Podcast. This week we're going to talk to Bob Weeks and Captain Philip Barley. We're going to primarily talk Leech Lake. We're going to talk a little bit about Agency Bay. They have a musky week going on there. And so we're going to talk a little bit about tips and tactics that have been working for Leech Lake. So if you're heading to Leech Lake, hopefully you can take something out of this episode. And if you're not heading to Leech Lake, hopefully you don't tune us off right now. Because, I mean, there's always something in every episode that... You know, that maybe you think, hey, I could apply that to my local waters or I can, you know, apply it to this lake or that lake or whatever and help put a few more fish in the net. I'd like to say that my co-host this week is a hoppy. It is not Brad. It is Carrie Hoppy. So, Carrie, thanks for bailing me out this week because Carrie actually lined up these two guests I had. It was a mess this week for, for all. I mean, I, I can say it. That's all it was. It was a mess. Planning this was. And it's not anybody's fault but mine. We had this all set up with a different guest for yesterday. For anybody that cares, it's literally Tuesday night at like almost 10 o'clock at night. I had it set up for another guest on Tuesday night or Monday night. And then I decided that I was going to go to go south to the Wisconsin State Fair yesterday. So I canceled all my plans and I knew this was going to be not the best decision to make, but I made it anyways. And so here we are. Uh, Scramble this week to get an episode out. But we haven't missed an episode in, uh, I don't know, a long time, three years roughly. And so I didn't plan on doing it today. But anyways, Carrie, thanks for coming out. Carrie's been on the water too. So, you know, Carrie, it sounds like, uh, I mean, you're you're essentially living the dream aside from having to put up with Brad every day. I, I kind of am. I've been on the water a lot, not necessarily musky fishing, but I have most definitely been on the water more this year than I have been in many, many years. And I'm getting way too used to it <laughs> well that's good so then you know it'll be a nice break then when you go hunting this fall so you're going to go from you know being on the water to probably being on the water this fall and then doing a little late fall hunting which that should make you a little happier i would assume well let's hope so i don't know i've been having a blast well, i've been actually i fished a league this year with a, a family friend of ours we won that was cool that is awesome multi-species league I caught more copies than I've ever caught in my entire life. So it was fun to do that. Caught a few walleyes, a few bass, more pike than I care to admit. But I, I had a really good time. So it was, it was fun. And like I said, um, the best muskie anglers are multi-species anglers. And I kind of went from panfish to muskies and skipped everything in between. So it's been kind of a cool learning curve for me. Yeah, that's awesome, because it sounds like you even got over to Leech Lake and did a little bit of fishing here with the uh, guys we're going to talk to tonight. I did. I was on I was on Leech yesterday. I got out with, um, I got to hang out and listen to the, have dinner and listen to the seminar for Musky Week over there, and then I got to go out for a few hours with Matt Seifert, and we had a good time. If you're looking for gear for your next musky fishing adventure, make sure you check out TeamRhinoOutdoors.com. Recently, we added the Monster Magnum Swimming Dogs from Musky Innovations, Giant Mammoth Swimming Dog. If you've been on our Instagram page or Facebook page, got me with a picture of holding that thing out there. It's unbelievably giant. But if you're into throwing pounders, you know, quite honestly, I was throwing one the other day. Retrieves easy, so it throws out there like a pounder. So if you lob them, it's, it's not too bad. We got some new Wizard Spell Bucktails from Smitty Bates and the Flipper from Livingston Lures. It's a new Dive and Rise. It was uh, designed by Herbie. We've had Herbie on the podcast many times. If you want, Herbie did a little bit of video, and I put that up on our YouTube channel. I also have it on the page of the uh, product. 
So you can check that out, www.teamrhinooutdoors. We are your source for all things musky gear related. And you can also go visit Brad and Carrie over at Musky Mayhem Tackle. Carrie, why don't you talk a little bit about Musky Mayhem Tackle? Uh, we are the original big bladed flash blue bucktail manufacturers. We, I, I think we've been doing this for 18 years now. And if you are looking for a big bladed flashable bucktail like the cowgirl or the double showgirl or supermodel or detonator trigger, um, you can go to muskymayhemtackle.com and you can order any standard color off our website and or build your own custom colors if there's a color that you can't live without and need it in a different size, that's where you go to do it. All right, I won't drag this infomercial off for too long, Carrie, but the one bait that you failed to mention was a DS4. I sent you a text ah. recently, and I said, hey, Carrie, what's the story with the DS4? There must be a bite going on somewhere because we've been selling far more of them than we had previously. And so that one must be catching fish somewhere. I think it has. I believe Keys Outdoors has done some stuff with the DS4s where they've, they've caught quite a few fish. And I believe that it, Jason and Fisher Smith have done some video with the DS4s. So they've been catching fish on the DS4s. And I know of several other people that have also been catching fish on DS4s. And you can order them in custom colors or standard colors right off the website also. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted something that Muskie Mayhem doesn't have on their website, we certainly have a good selection of them on our website. And Jeff has a ton of custom colors yeah especially i mean if you're talking outside of like the ds4s you're talking like triggers and showgirls and juniors i mean i don't i think we have like 50 some colors in some of that stuff it's yep almost too many and all those colors are unique to team rhino outdoors yes you will not find them at any other retailer aside from I mean, they'd all be labeled tr exclusive when you on the drop down in our website we had a bunch of stuff, um, more stuff than anyone should really even have. Color selection-wise, it's it's insane, actually. It's all good. And I guess that's it, Carrie. I got nothing else to talk about because we got to get this thing rolling so that we can get it out and not miss the deadline. I'm definitely under the gun. It's for sure my fault. I got nobody else to blame but me. <laughs> and and Carrie, I'm I'm glad that you're back this week. I'm I got to tell you, like it's more fun to talk to you than it is Brad. I mean. You have to tell me when you're podcasting. Tuesday nights for me, because I know you've done a bunch of podcasts on Tuesday nights. Not quite as late as this one, but I that was league night for me. So I just got lucky tonight that I wasn't fishing. My boat partner went to go look at a new boat, so we didn't go fishing tonight. But next Tuesday, you're going to be back at it? I hope so. I think I have next week's podcast lined up for recording next monday so there you go there's your warning next monday all right okay Sounds same, good. same guest that we were going to talk to this week that i botched okay we saved it this it'll be good you you saved it so if anybody you know wants to give credit where it's due carrie saved it this week we were going to be in big trouble <laughs> if it wasn't for carrie oh man okay let's go let's get this show on the road let's do it all right our guests this week are bob weeks and captain philip bowerly we've had uh, Phil on a handful of times. I'm thinking probably, what do you think, Phil? Three, four times? Three times probably maybe? Or this is the third? 
is the third, yeah. Okay. Correct. You would know more than me because last time I thought it would only been like a few weeks since we had talked to you and then <laughs> it, it, reality it was like six months ago. So anyways, <laughs> Bob, well, let's talk a little bit about you first since we haven't ever had you on the podcast you are, from what I understand, the owner of Agency Bay Lodge on Leech Lake. And for anybody that cares, our primary focus of this episode today is going to be kind of what's going on at Leech Lake because let's have you talk about the lodge, but then we'll also talk about what you guys have going on at the lodge this week and then how people can get involved in what you guys have going on this week, next season, because it sounds like this is going to be an annual deal that you guys have going on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, um, yeah I own... My wife, Jen, and I own Agency Bay Lodge on Leech Lake. I think my wife can honestly say that muskies have ruined her life. We have lived all over the country, essentially, and we have landed on Leech Lake. And we love muskies. We love helping people catch muskies, connecting them with, uh, with amazing guides like Phil, and you know, enjoying time with our guests. We are really trying hard to be known as the musky destination on Leech Lake, you know, so many people have heard about Leech Lake and maybe have questions or are considering a trip there. And we're just working really hard to know that if you're a musky angler and you're considering Leech Lake, that we are the uh, no doubt place to stay because we are super excited about muskies here. You know, and, and to your point about what we have going on this week, uh, we have musky week. So we have a group of anglers that are in, uh, 24 anglers that are in this week. We are trying really hard to help them catch fish. We've brought in six different local guides to take them on guide trips, to do seminars, you know, to really help them, A, not only learn the lake, but really focus on helping them catch muskies on their local lake to help them catch more muskies throughout the, throughout the muskie season. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a cool idea. And that's, you know, like one thing about the podcast is, I mean, granted, we're going to talk leech like musky fishing, but hopefully, you know, throughout the course of this podcast, everybody gets a, a glimpse on, you know, maybe a, t a technique or something that's working on leech that they think they could apply to their local waters, because obviously we know that everybody listening to the podcast isn't rushing over to leech in the next two weeks. So, you know, that's, it's a good thing that that's how you guys focus that, that musky week. Yeah, absolutely. And we try to do it during a peak week to be on leech. You know, second week of August is usually a surefire week to be out here and to be chasing muskies and, you know, to be throwing topwaters and bucktail and, and moving and, and running and gunning and, and seeing lots of fish and getting bites every day. So we definitely want want some action while they're here because we completely understand that, you know, if you're going to make the commitment to, to plan a trip and and come to musky week that, you know, you want to catch fish. Obviously we try to set up the day that, you know, can provide an absolute um, maximum amount of time on the water. We definitely plan seminars, but we try to do that. So it's during the hottest part of the day that it's during a, you know, an off peak time of the day. We try to combine dinner with seminars so that, you know, we maximize time and, you know, have those and we call them seminars, but really, it's a different guide that we feature every day or maybe two guides working together that we feature every day that they can help them, you know, help the anglers understand how guides who are on the water every day adapt from day to day to, to patterns as they change or how they notice what patterns are changing. But we also try to throw a lot in on, you know, hey, this is great to be here this week, 
We want you to catch as many fish as you're here this week. We want you to learn as much as you can uh, to help you catch fish this week. But the long-term goal is that you leave here a better angler from opening day of musky season to, to ice out or whenever your local state season closes. So we may have some topics about, you know, trolling or, you know, we, we may have uh, some dock time where we have a guide here that rather than take you fishing, hangs out on the dock. And if you have questions about electronics, you get to spend time with that guide at the dock talking about electronics. And so, we try to have guides here that run all the different brands so that if you have a certain brand in your boat, you actually get one-on-one time with that guide at the dock, or maybe that guy jumps in your boat and helps you with your settings on your electronics, or you jump in the guide's boat and go shoot out in front of the dock and cruise a big brake line or a weed patch and see what it looks like and, you know, uh, you know, and understand what that guide is looking at or looking for. We really try to focus a week on, you know, a marathon event where the lodge opens at 5 a.m., closes at 10 p.m. There's somebody available to assist you all day long, but also really set up a structure where you're going to walk away saying, oh, my gosh, I fished this lake at this time, and now I have so much better of an idea of how I'm going to attack it. Well, I got a couple questions for you there. First off, if somebody's looking to get involved in next year's event, What's the best way they can go about doing that? Well, I think the best way to do that is to go to agencybaylodge.com. We we have a a page dedicated to to Muskie Week on the website. Also, if you go to the fishing website, you'll see all of the guides that are involved with Muskie Week. So again, agencybaylodge.com. And you can contact any of the guides that are on our website. They all help with Muskie Week. Or you can contact the lodge and, and talk to them. But I would absolutely refer you to talk to any of the guides because they're the ones on the water and they're the ones that are fishing every day and they're the ones that are going to really help you understand the value of, uh, of getting to spend time with them and getting to spend time at the lodge uh, learning during Muskie Week. The other thing I was going to ask you is you said there's a page they can find the guides. Speaking of them, can you name which guides are helping you out this week? Yeah, well, honestly, I have to give credit to, to Captain Phil Bowerly here joining us today on really the idea. Phil and I talked about it. He brought up the idea a couple of winters ago. He really talked about, you know, 112,000-acre lake, you know, here on Leech Lake, and, you know, a lot of diversity with structure, a ton of fish in the lake, a lot of really good quality fish in the lake. Phil helped me connect with a couple of other guys. So Phil is really a great one to start with if you're going to talk about Muskie Week and, and, and want to reach out to Leech Lake. But Steve Nosfish, Chris Whitney, Kobe Kavalivog, Matt Seifert, and Isaiah Hahn with Uspet uh, Guide Service are the guides that, that help. I definitely reckon you recognize a few of the names. So Phil, I, you know, first off, it sounds like you've been an instrumental in getting this thing off the ground along with, you know, Bob and Agency Bay. But I want to thank you for bailing me out. I had a customer ask me a question about Leech Lake muskies, what's been going on on the lake, and you know Phil was generous enough to to help me out. So I, I appreciate that. Phil, let's let's talk about that a little bit. You know what have you seen on Leech this this week or this year? I guess we could start with. It's been a little while since we talked to you, and or, I mean, if you want to narrow it down to like maybe the last month or so, and you know, I guess how would you say the season's going out there? 
Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me, uh, Jeff. Uh, yeah. So overall, a great season. Uh, we started off with a bang, a uh, little chilly water, but uh, we caught some fish casting. Some fish were caught trolling in the basin. Pretty good few weeks of that, actually. And then uh, the casting bite has been a little bit up and down. Uh, we're getting some high quality fish, but not the typical numbers. And probably just due to the fact that we never really got the hot weather. We're, it's, we're behind a couple of weeks uh, and we haven't made up for it as far as, uh, you know, the, the thermal warming of the lake. The, there's some really nice fish being caught, but the numbers haven't filled in quite yet. So we're still pretty, I'm still pretty optimistic that we're going to have some big weeks here in the next two or three weeks. We're still waiting on that really big first push of fish up on rock spots, main lake points and weed beds, stuff like that. So we're getting our fish, but, uh, the numbers of, you know, maybe the sportier size ones have been showing up the 40 to 45 inch ones in big numbers. So, but, uh, yeah, we're getting we're getting quality fish, and uh, we're I think we're going to have probably a better second half of August than what is typical out here, just because we've got fish kind of filtering in all the time slowly. So it's looking good. Well, it sounds like in you know my conversation with you yesterday via text, it sounded like things and like like you talked about the heat never got there. But it sounds like you guys are hovering around in that like seventy two degree range, whereas you know typically you're probably a you know what. You mean like mid seventies? Is that typical for this time of year? Yeah, I would say we would have at least had a week of mid seventies or higher. Uh, it's just been hovering. Every time we get to seventy two, seventy three, we have had some cool nights or thunderstorms. Most mornings, it's sub seventy degree water out here, which for you know late July and early August is a little chilly yet. In another couple of weeks a cold front uh, like that is probably going to fire them up, but if they came a little early, you, you know, they, we, we just never warmed up to get them really firing here, which sounds silly because the smaller lakes around started firing early and, you know, 70 degree water is plenty warm to catch muskies and we've been getting our bites, but uh, we're, I guess uh, we're just a little bit behind the normal patterns. But uh, like this, for instance, this week uh, of the muskie school uh, last year, we had the week prior was amazing fishing a lot of numbers and then uh, we did really really well for numbers and quality fish during the muskie school so right now we're going to be playing catch up at the end of this week a little bit to catch up to last year's numbers but uh it's looking good every day uh every day you know it doesn't get uh down in the upper 40s or low 50s at night gets them going a little bit better so all right, so Carrie, you've been a little bit quiet so far in this podcast. I understand it's typically about our guests, but it sounded like they had a major celebrity show up at this Muskie Week yesterday. We want to talk about your experience a little bit, maybe talk about how the fishing was and, and who did you get to fish with, who did you get to hang out with, what did you th- overall think of the event there at Agency Bay? I, I did get to hang out there yesterday, Jeff. I don't know about the major celebrity, but I did get to hang out there yesterday. It was super cool. I got to hang out with a little bit of everybody. I delivered some baits over to Phil, so that worked out good. And then that evening... That was fast service. Yeah, right? That evening, I Mika had come with me. So we ended up going out with Seifert for 
I don't know, four or five, four hours maybe in the evening. And I had one blow up on top water and he was trying to help me catch walleye. So we were musky fishing while they were walleye fishing. And um, he is no longer musky mercenary guide service. He's now crayfish guide service after last night. But, you know, to each their own, right? Right. That's funny. So I'm just curious. <laughs> Uh, next year's attendees, do they get like a uh, Carry Hoppy autographed T-shirt if they sign up before you'll say like January first or something like that? If that's Ooh, a selling point, I, you I like that. I think if that's that what they works, should get. Yeah. If that works, I most definitely autograph a T-shirt for them. Yeah, you know, maybe like a hat or something. So I mean, something. Yes. You are, you are kind of a big deal, you know. Yes, and I'm. I mean, it was a super cool deal. We got to eat really good. I I didn't even deserve to eat that well, but I got to eat really good. Everybody there is is awesome. The cabins are neat little cabins. It's just what you expect when you go to a resort on the lake. You know, it's super cool. They have some very, very nice docks, lo- loads of lifts. You really can't expect much more. It was, it was super cool. And I'm going to have to figure out how I can play hooky a little bit longer next year so I can hang out a little longer. And I'm already trying to figure out how I'm going to make that happen, but we'll see. Terry, I really appreciate that. And Jeff, you should know that the kids have been catching 10-inch bluegill off the end of the dock. So if we're going to roll with this <laughs> Carrie Hoppy, if we're going to roll with this Carrie Hoppy autographed t-shirt idea for signups before January 1st, we can totally get a bluegill you know, logo you know, really do something, do something catchy for a special, like one time only agency Bay Lodge shirt. And, and it's golden. Right. Carrie, did you put them up to this when you were setting this podcast up tonight? (laughs) Honest to God. So Nika and I went over there and I wasn't sure if we'd get to fish with Matt. I didn't know what his schedule was. We had talked about it a while back, but you know how that stuff changes. So I grabbed two rods threw them in the truck to my tackle boxes. I'm like, well, worst case scenario, I'm going to fish off the dock. And then I get there and Bob tells me they caught a couple walleyes off the dock. And then he goes into 10 inch kills and I'm like, oh, I'm totally fine. I, I, I if, can't go with Matt. That's no problem. I'm going to be totally entertained right off the end of this dock. Oh my but- <laughs> gosh. This is unbelievable. <laughs> this is what I, like. so we bring you back for like the first episode in like two months and immediately it goes to this, this, yeah, but you, I didn't bring it up. Well, I know your so, your partner in crime did, which means I mean, sure there was some, <laughs> there's probably some texting going on even while this conversation is going. No. Saying like, hey, make sure you give so, Jeff a hard time about bluegills. So Phil, you got to help me out with a new life goal, which is to recruit Jeff to Agency Bay Lodge, and you're going to help me get a photo of him at the end of my dock sitting on a bucket yeah. catching bluegills. Yeah, <laughs> we could. He could. Yeah. No, wow. that that might be a that might take a lifetime to get that to happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, not to maybe get him agency bay, but to get him to sit on the dock and fish gills actually. But if that happens, uh, I will be there. It'll take me like two hours, but I will be there. I'm just trying. I was just sitting here thinking of how you're going to get Carrie to leave that place. But <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, okay. One day was really cool. If I got to stay the whole week, man, that'd be epic. So yeah, I'm already, the wheels are turning. Trust me. 
Just put Brad to work for once. Uh, well, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, he he was here working, actually, while I was over there. That's good. He, I hooky. mean, it's about time, you know. The shoe's <laughs> on the other foot more often than not. <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, he wasn't complaining, but I'm not sure he's fully going to agree with that statement. Right. All right, enough about bluegills. Let's move on. So if anybody's <laughs> coming over to Leech Lake, in say I don't know the next couple of weeks, what should people be looking for? What kind of structure should they be looking at? So yeah, uh, everything's in play. Everything's in play right now. Uh, shallow rocks, deep rocks, weed beds, uh, shorelines, boring-looking shorelines. Uh, you know when you're playing the wind, current seams on shorelines, wind current, sand beaches are big here. Uh, particularly the later half of the season. That's pretty much rounds it out, I guess. We, uh, we've been getting a few in the weeds, a few in the rocks, and a few in the sand. So <laughs> how's that for being uh, not specific? That is perfect for being not specific. I was just thinking, I'm like, so... <laughs> no Leech, open water. I didn't say open water. Leech Lake is <laughs> how many acres? It's I say 111,000 just because I like how, how it looks, the 111,000, but... Uh, <laughs> Somewhere in there, 112. You can get to Lake Benedict and a few other places too, so it's uh, it's a little bit up in the air, but um, over 100,000 acres, a couple hundred miles of shoreline, so you aren't going to fish that probably in a week, right? All that shoreline, yeah. So, but it, we that's the nice thing about the school is just narrowing it down because it can be overwhelming for people. So, take a deep breath and. Start, you know, maybe look at an actual lake map and start breaking it down a little bit, uh, eliminating a, you can eliminate a bunch of stuff on any given day. So, Jeff, if I would jump in, you know, something that we talked about with, uh, with, with the 24 anglers that we had here yesterday at Muskie Week and, and Phil and, and Carrie were in for this. And, you know, my perspective is a lodge owner, you know, versus, you know, Phil where he's on the water every single day. You know, I get a new group in every Saturday, and whether they're walleye fishing or musky fishing or whatever, they want to know spots or pattern or whatever. And, you know, my, my big advice is if you're coming to a lake that's this big, that, you know, even it's your one trip of the year, I mean, my first, my first piece of advice is call one of the guys who lives on the lake and fishes it every day and see if they've got an opening. I promise you, you'll be blown away with, uh, with what that half day or, or full day or whatever you can, whatever you can fit in would have to offer, but spend, you know, with all of my guests are so eager to go fish a spot, spend a couple hours or half a day with your electronics in your boat, cruising the lake, look for perch fishermen, look for walleye fishermen, look for, Look for wherever sand beaches are. Look for wherever rock points are. Look for anything that you can observe. Spend time out on brake lines. Just run in brake lines. Looking at your 2D, looking at your side imaging, and see what you see. So many musky anglers that I get that I see at the lodge, where I'm not necessarily in the boat with them, but I just, I talk to them every day. They go out. Some of them are successful. Some of them are not. My biggest piece of advice would be, Approach it where you're going to really invest some time, whether you, whether you get a guide or you just are in your own boat using your electronics. Don't put that line in the water. 
just go cruise where you think bait might be, right? And if you see a pile of walleye fishermen on an area, go investigate, right? If you see a pile of perch fishermen in an area, go investigate. If you see a big flat and then a sharp break line and a rock reef 200 yards out in front of it on a lake map, just go run the edge of that rock reef with your 2D and your side imaging and see what you see for bait. And I promise you, if you do that, that 112,000 acres or Phil, I love the one 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 zero zero zero. I'm going to start telling everybody 111,000 acres. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna shrink down in a hurry. I, I promise you. And that's where for me owning a lodge, I love connecting my customers with a local guide or talking to them every single day, and and really trying to help them through that progression. And I promise you, the customers that I get that are like, you know what? I think that's great advice. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go spend a couple hours looking for this kind of thing that I'm going to circle on the map where I see the most concentrations of bait and then look for those spots or look for weeds or whatnot near there or look for big boulders near there. It seems to pan out more often than not. And that's what I've so much loved about being on Leech Lake versus other fisheries that I've been to is there's a ton of fish and there's a ton of different styles of structure to Phil's point, you can't fish it all in a week. You can't fish it all in two weeks. I can't fish it all in a season. And uh, you learn more and more every every day, even if you live on the lake like Phil and I do. Yeah, I like your advice about using your electronics. Uh, like you say, also another point might be, you know, if you get a sunny, calm day, maybe the conditions aren't so good. Put that to use too. Go find tastiest looking weed beds and drop a waypoint on the corners of it go find you know the nicest looking biggest boulders the high spots uh find you use your eyes too right and uh and drop some waypoints utilize uh those times when you know maybe fishing conditions aren't ideal and that that's when visibility is really good and you can find things with your eyes too right i heard when i made this original last minute setup for podcast that Phil got a good one today. So I need to hear the story. Sure. Yeah. We had a tough day. We had a slow day. We saw a couple of fish, uh, behind bucktails. Uh, we ran rocks, we fished weeds, we fished some sand beaches, marked a ton of fish on the electronics. Uh, couldn't get them to budge. We ended up fishing a deeper rock. The last spot of the day, we fished a little bit deeper rock reef and we switched lure. We had a lure switch at the last second and it was basically, we had maybe 10 cats left. Corey from San Antonio ended up catching his PB by a mile. It was a 51 by 26, the, one of the fattest summer fish that I've ever seen out here. Um, 40 pounds for sure. Just a beast. So it was funny. Uh, Corey and his dad have both, both caught their first, uh, muskies with me. His dad caught one, uh, three or four years ago. And then Corey came the next year and his dad caught maybe a 41, something like that. It was tough fishing. Corey came back, caught a couple, ended up catching a 45, I believe. And he ended up making a, um, was, I, I, I laughed. I got to share it, but he made an air freshener of a custom one. He had it made. It's a picture of himself holding his 
monkey that was bigger than his dad's and ended up hanging it in his dad's car, uh, <laughs> kind of rub it in. So I thought that was a pretty good idea. Like if you catch a bigger fish, but a custom portrait air freshener of your, your bigger fish. So now he'll have to make an even bigger, you know, do another one, I suppose, because he clipsed all of them today. So yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun ending to the day. He walked one off basically. So that was cool. Cool ending for the last few days since, you know, the time I spent over there, it sounded like there was a lot of nippers, which is what I've heard pretty much everywhere. Cause Brad and Chase and everybody who's fishing over here, mind you two hours away from leech is experiencing the same same issues where they're nipping and you're not getting hooks you're getting bites but not getting hooks and so yeah that's awesome to finally put one in the boat and then it's a really good one yeah yeah it was fun and uh he and i ended up uh giving him the lure to take it because he's already got plans for a for a replica mount of that thing so down in texas so that'll be pretty cool with the with the lure hanging there too. So that's, that's fun. But yeah, the nips, uh, they've had that for sure. We've had a lot more bites than hookups, but, um, that's what we norm. We get used to seeing that, uh, in early July, mid July, it's just, everything's a little bit late this year. So that usually when you get the nips and then a week or two later, they're eating it the right way. So. So Phil, I got a question for you. It seems like, you know, I'm assuming that the, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the majority of your clients aren't, you know, hardcore musky anglers. What's, you got any tips for people that I would say are, I don't know, maybe getting started in musky fishing. They're not seeing a lot of success, but you know, in an instance where the story, you know, your story from today kind of showed you that if you, you know, basically keep at it, keep grinding, keep checking spots, you know, don't, don't give up that you, you know, good things can happen still. You know, how do you keep everybody in your boat motivated and, and still focused on the fact that you're, I mean, musky fishing is tough, right? We're still only hoping for one bite a day. You got anything to offer for, you know, anglers that are, I guess, maybe losing focus after three, four hours? Lunch. Yeah, I think so. You know, it's, we have about maybe three or four weeks where I would say it's kind of easy, you know, where you <laughs> just go out and do the deal and and uh anyone can catch them and they hit moving baits that are coming in a straight line bucktails top waters you don't have to do anything too special it's not really the technique isn't all that important the fisher i'm not gonna say the fish are hooking themselves but it's much much easier and then the rest of the time you work for it and your techniques have to be kind of good and you, your focus has to be really good and your resolve has to be really good right so yeah, I I always joke that I should go to spend my winters going to motivational speaker seminars and stuff just so I can learn, you know, how to keep people motivated, but I'm not that good at it, but the biggest thing and you we we've, we've all heard it before is just assume that there is a fish tracking your lure on every cast and that if you if you assume that um you're going to be more focused you're going to be paying attention to your mechanics and uh, you're, pro- you, you're less likely to, to mess it up or freeze up. Uh, you do, it does feel like a broken record sometimes with some people just because you, you try to stress it like four or five different ways, right? Like the, the last 10 seconds of your, cat, of your retrieve is the most important part of the entire retrieve. And if you can master that, you're, 
you might only, you really, you might only get one or two chances that day. So you just have to, I, I just keep hammering it into people as much as I can in different polite ways as I can. And so, uh, you know, people eventually, I think, adopt that themselves and they remind themselves and they, and they keep themselves focused. So that's, that's the main thing. Just try to, try to remind yourself and keep yourself focused and work on your mechanics all the time. You know, do I have to figure eight after every cast? Well, yeah, because I want you to practice, you know, and I want you to get better and I want you to be ready and I want you to be focused and it's, yeah, it's important. So yeah, just, uh, just a focus thing. Really. That's the main thing. Just stay focused. And Jeff, if I would add to that, I mean, to me, like, and, and Phil, having shareable with Phil is phenomenal at keeping tempo going and like really understanding how the people in his boat are doing and, you know, keeping the trip fun for, for a new angler or maybe it's a, you know, maybe a little more experienced angler, but it's a tough day or whatever. But I think another way to answer your question that's maybe not so technically based is if you're new into muskie fishing, Find a way to have help maintaining positive mental attitude. You know, I can tell you, like, you know, in a lot of my Western hunting experiences, if you go at it alone or you go at it with somebody who gives up easily, that can make the trip a lot harder, right? And I, and I think about, like, I compare musky fishing to a Western hunt a lot of times because you know, you want one opportunity, right? Like for muskie fishing, you're looking for that one opportunity in a day. And if you have a boat partner that is going to help motivate you and you're going to help motivate them and you're going to be constantly encouraging each other to grind harder or try new things or not worry when you miss a hook set or a fish misses the bait, uh, that would be my biggest advice is, is you're getting into the sport work really hard to find somebody that you can work with to drive positive mental attitude. I I promise you it'll help your success garnish a lot faster and it'll make the process a lot more fun. It'll make those slow days in the boat or those frustrating days in the boat go by a lot quicker and maybe where you learn things where you're always maintaining a positive mental attitude throughout the day. And that could be who you fished with, that could be the guy that you contact for the for the lake that you booked a trip on, that could be the the resort that you that you reach out to for the lake you booked a trip on. But that would be that would be my biggest piece of advice is really find a plan for how you can have a partnership that's really gonna help drive positive mental attitude, that's gonna help you get through those tough days. Because the learning curve can be you know, can be you know, extreme. I've had people in my boat that catch a muskie on their third cast of the day. And it's almost like, like you're super excited for that person and you're super excited that the day started off that way. But you almost are like, oh, this guy is totally ruined. Right. And, you know, if you, if you can really focus on like how you build and, you know, a process where you're going to have somebody you can lean on to, to talk to, to help motivate you, to help get you through those days, to help, build on and the figure eights are so great when one's behind it it's gonna smash it right like just just helping with that positive mental attitude i just can't talk enough about how much that can help make that 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 experience of becoming a 
brand new, getting into the sport, musky angler to somebody who's catching fish, you know, rather consistent. I took a little bit out of that. It seems like maybe, um, since I can't find a regular boat partner, maybe I'm the one dragging the, uh, the positive mental attitude down in the boat. It's difficult <laughs> for me to find somebody to fish with. <laughs> Either that or you have to go and just hire a guide. I mean, I've done some of that. Yeah. I'm an advocate for hiring guides. They can absolutely shorten your learning curve, especially if you're gone for a week and you want a guide for, like, like they said, a half a day or a day, and you're going to be there for five, six more days fishing. I mean, that stuff can be invaluable. And those guys are on the water every single day, and, th- and they've been on the water prior to you showing up every single day, so they know what's going on. It's definitely a good a good idea. I'm I'm for it for sure. Definitely. I have no problem, no problem fishing with a guide. I would never want to be one myself, but I like fishing with them. <laughs> I actually like fishing alone. That's why I don't have any boat partner partners. To tell you the truth, <laughs> <laughs> that's no fun. I, I will I won't disagree with you on a different on a few things like or I won't argue with you on a few on a few points. It is no fun from the standpoint of like if I don't know what they're going on and typically I don't. I haven't been on the water for seven days prior. I don't know what they're biting on. So then I'm stuck with one presentation at one depth or you know whatever. It's that part's kind of no good. There's times where I just want to get away. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like I just literally want to be out there on a boat. It it accomplishes that. So I like that. That's what they make docks for, Jeff. That's what they make what for? Docks. It's when you sit on the end of the dock and you catch bluegills. Oh. <laughs> right back to that. Um, it's a good. It's a good thing we're getting close to the end here because um, we can't go down that road again. We we already wasted like no, we won't four minutes with bluegill again. talk. Even if it's a good road, we won't go down it again. All right, Jeff. You only think you only think that we've wasted four minutes of bluegill time because you haven't fished out the end of my dock on a bucket, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sounds like I need to make a trip over there and sit on a bucket. <laughs> you should make a trip over there. Hey, there is one way you can still get into Agency Bay this year yet, and that's by signing yourself up. I, actually, I take that back, Bob. Maybe you're booked for the tournament too. I do appreciate you bringing that up, though, Carrie, because um, we do host the um, Jeff Young Memorial, formerly known as the Brainerd Lakes Muskie Shootout Tournament, first weekend of October. We are fully booked. However, the tournament still has openings. And I would tell you, it is hands down the funnest tournament that I've ever been a part of. Obviously, it's a tournament, and there's competitiveness, and people are trying to win the tournament, but the camaraderie with the tournament is unbelievable so if you have any interest in coming to leech lake and fishing this tournament you can still enjoy all of the tournament festivities the the, the burger feed and and the the community get together and the entire the entirety that comes with the tournament here at agency bay lodge but um and you and you can call us and we can help you navigate to how you sign up for the tournament we can help you with other places to stay um, we would love to see you as part of the tournament whether you're staying here or not it is a lot of fun. You know, it's kind of weather dependent. Last year, the fishing was amazing. Lots of fish hooked and caught. Lots of fish seen. A lot of fun from a catching standpoint. But, but the camaraderie of the Brainerd Lakes chapter that puts on that tournament is, 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 is truly amazing. So I do appreciate you bringing that up because it's a weekend that we look forward to uh, every year. We do have some other openings, Chuck of Fall. And actually, we have a partnership with some of our featured guides like Phil, where if you, if you book a stay, 
during the fall and you book a trip with one of our featured guides like Phil, um, we give you some money back as well. So we do have some smaller packages like three night stay packages where we can get you connected with Phil or one of our other guides. We can get you a three night or a four night stay in the fall and save you some money when you, when you book the package. Yeah. And I can vouch uh, for the monkey shootout. It's an awesome tournament. If you're looking for something to do uh, the first weekend in October, is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Really fun tournament. I'm going to find out, Jeff. I'm going to go fish the tournament and I'm going to pre-fish the tournament with Phil. So hopefully Phil's on fish the day I come over there so I can learn a little bit. And then I'm going to stay at Eagles Road. So I'm super stoked that I get to go back over there again. It doesn't surprise me that you'd be on the water. I mean, you've been doing enough of that this year, which is good to see. At least one of us is. I actually, I'm like way ahead of the bar. I've caught six muskies already this year, which I don't usually catch any till like, I don't have more than one or two till like mid-August, September. I usually catch most of my fish in September, maybe October. But, awesome time so to I'm be on the water. So I'm way ahead of the curve. Absolutely. I'm way ahead of the game. Yeah, you're crushing so me. I've had, I've had yeah, a good fish. I wanted to add one more thing too earlier, but I, I, I spaced it out, but the, uh, whether you're going to the musky shootout or the musky week, musky school, uh, or just staying at agency Bay lodge, it's centrally located on the lake. It couldn't be in a more perfect spot. Agency Bay lodge. You can get to the good musky spots on the big water in minutes. And then if the wind kicks up or you just want, to fish Walker Bay or Cavacona Bay or Agency Bay. It's all right there. So you can go in any direction and uh, it's just perfectly centrally located on the lake. So I just wanted to throw that out there too for anyone thinking about signing up for an event or staying at the lodge there. Great spot. I can vouch for that too because when I woke up there this morning, the wind was ripping and you could see that because of the flag. But Agency Bay actually looked very doable. It was not, I mean, there was, there was some waves out there and definitely not what there would have been on the main lake, but it was very fishable. So Phil, let's talk about your availability. If somebody wants to get on book trip with you this fall or even late summer, what's your availability? Yeah, I've got some September and some October dates open. So, you know, I, yeah, I've got a handful each month a few in november as well early november it's great fishing out here too so any yeah not much not much left in august but uh the fall fishing i've got plenty of do you go back to trolling in the fall then we troll situationally in the fall it depends on who's in the boat and so we usually go back we'll go back kind of go back and forth we'll pick apart structures sometimes you know, typical fall stuff with steeper breaks where you've got back, uh, you know, deeper water in your back pocket casting, and then we'll take a break and we will troll for a few hours out front that way. That's kind of how we break it down. You know, we'll, we'll cast a structure. If it looks good, if it feels right, we think there's fish there and they're not hitting the lures, uh, up on the structure, then we'll, we'll troll around it. So, and, and if we start catching them trolling, then yeah, by all means, then we have some trolling days. But um, I'm kind of cast first in the fall, but um, some people like to troll, so we'll do that. And then sometimes situationally, it's 
just better than casting. So we'll troll in those situations. So Phil, if somebody mm-hmm. wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way they can do that? They can go to outrightangling.com or they can call or text me at 218-209-6285. I'd love to get them out. And Bob, typically, when is ice up or when does Agency Bay close up for the season? I mean, you got an idea on how late usually you're around? Yeah, you know, we'll do pre-bookings through mid-October and then depending on how the fall is going with you know, the frost level and the concerns for our water lines, we can do later. Uh, but, but pre-bookings we'll do through mid-October. Nothing open for ice fishing out there, or you guys do any of that? Um, I do a lot of ice fishing. Uh, we don't do ice fishing business. That's, uh, that's time reserved, <laughs> time reserved for, for my son and I. But I do know that Phil keeps me motivated uh, with some of the pictures that he sent me with some of the guiding that he does for the early, early ice walleyes. Phil, are you doing any guiding, you know, south? Because I know you you were south earlier this spring. Is that something that you do over there, or are you just pretty much family time then? Yes, I've, I've been just kind of taking a deep dive into some of that Tennessee stuff, yeah. And I've got, I bought uh, some property down there, so who knows? You know, who knows in the future? Uh, that's, uh, that's something I would like to do. I'm definitely been catching the smallmouth and catching a few muskies now. So when I get that dialed in, I've got a few people that want to come down and fish with me, help me get it dialed in. And then, uh, maybe next year. Yeah. Maybe next year I'll try to book some trips down there. So it's, uh, I like ice fishing, but, uh, maybe not for six months. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Jeff, I was just going to say, um, you know, for somebody who's lived in multiple different states and, and fished for and caught muskies all over the place, um, U.S. and Canada and the whole deal, um, you know, the number one thing that I would, you know, as we as we go back to the beginning of the podcast where we talked about, you know, we want to talk about Leech Lake muskies. I, I can't tell you how thankful I am to be here. The muskies are so much fun on this lake. And it's musky fishing, so you have tough days, you have tough weeks, uh, or whatnot. But of all of the places that I've fished, the overall quality of fish and the fight of these fish is unbelievable. And I don't know if that's ever been talked about on the podcast, where where you talk about catching fish in a certain lake or the other. And, and if this makes the final cut, I hope people don't listen to this and think I'm totally nuts. Uh, so Phil, maybe you can help double down on this for me and, and give some credibility. But I have to tell you, on the average, if I hook a muskie, I expect it to be over forty inches. In the fight of these fish, and I don't know if it's all natural reproduction versus stocked or the the size of the lake or whatever it could be. I have no idea, but I swear, the fight of the fish on this lake is different from what I've experienced in all of the other musky lakes uh, that I've had. And so I I just would want to bring that up with with each lake. I know Phil had, you know, talked about deeper rocks right now. It changes. It it goes through the season like any other lake. But at the end of the day, like you're going to see some fish that really make you go, wow. You're going to catch some great fish. And the fight of them is just, I would call that out. The fight of the fish on this lake, it's different. 
having fished in so many different states and, and lived in so many different areas, it's just different here. I don't know how else to describe that. These fish are nuts. Yeah, yeah, they're nuts. They they fight hard. They they go bonkers. They're moody. So you get both moods, right? You get the the mood where you're like can't win and i mean that's musky fishing uh you have those days uh but when it's good it's really good the fish bite hard and and the average size of the fish that we catch in my boat and probably everybody else's is 45 inches so it's uh it's a high quality musky fishery and yeah the fish are are strong and vibrant and uh, a lot of clean real clean ones that you know just haven't been caught before and uh it's a special place for sure. Leech Lake is not stocked though, right? That's all natural reproduction. All natural reproduction. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, yep. it's a Leech Lake strain. So yeah, that is not a stocked lake. That is a solid natural reproduction lake. I mean, it sounds like an awesome place to fish. I hope that anybody that's listening to the podcast considers, you know, checking out what they had to offer over there at Leech Lake. I mean, it's, I would say right now, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know what, everything about minnesota muskies but it's probably has to be one of the most sought after consistent places to fish muskies in minnesota yeah it's kind of always been a top five lake and i don't think it'll ever get knocked out of that category you know so hey bob and phil i want to thank you guys both for taking time out of your schedule to uh, talk to us and, and kind of bail us out this week i know it's like i said i got nobody to blame up myself and we want to thank all of our listeners for taking time out of their schedule to put up with us again for another week. And we'll catch everybody again with a new episode next Wednesday. 